Welcome to Deathmatch Europe, part two of four. This Chad and Cheese Deathmatch episode features Elon, Chief Innovation Officer at TNG and 10 Guy. Deathmatch took place at TA Tech on May 9th in Lisbon, Portugal at 5 p.m. with a room full of TA Tech practitioners. The bar was open and Chad and Cheese Snark was a flowin'. Enjoy this special edition Deathmatch from Europe after a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, so you need candidates fast, and you're sick and tired of being nickeled and dimed to death. I totally get it. You should check out FlexPlan from Next. It's perfect for employers and staffing firms who are busy. They need candidates and flexible pricing now. FlexPlan is also perfect for recruitment ad agencies who need targeted distribution and tools to help demonstrate client ROI. If you're sick and tired of all the BS, hassle, and just want candidates now, check out Next and FlexPlan with over 70 million members. Next takes all of your jobs and puts each one in front of the best candidates and across their entire ecosystem. No muss, no fuss. Next does all the work and FlexPlan makes it cost effective. Check out everything Next has to offer at hiring.next.com that's hiring.nexxt.com and if you like to save even more cash just go to chadcheese.com scroll down and click on the next logo discounts aplenty remember next with the double x not the triple x Everybody have drinks. I mean, the bar is open. Hopefully, you're there. Hopefully, you're on your second one or third at this point. Um, who's ever seen the Chat and Cheese Deathmatch? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Excellent. So this is Badass, right? not first. Not first for some of you. What about Firing Squad? Anybody listen to Firing Squad? All right. All right. So what today, to the last Deathmatch winner. They were acquired. Big yeah. Money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Big money and potential. Winnings. You have a mic. You have a mic right there. Oh, there's a mic. There's okay. a mic. Yeah. So today we have four, count them, four startups coming up to deathmatch. They're gonna have an opportunity to have a two-minute pitch, no demos, no robots. Okay. <laughs> they're gonna come up. They're going to pitch two minutes. Then with the balance of the 15 minutes that they have, we're going to belt the hell out of them with Q and A. Okay. Big applause. All right. Next on stage, you've seen it. You might have even touched it. We had a robot or a couple of robots out here so for you guys to peruse. Uh, and now we have their chief innovation officer all the way from Sweden. I, I'm going to screw up her last name. So we're just going like Madonna, just one name. Elon! That's a damn.
right, all right, all right, all right. I'm a little scared. Yeah, no, she came out, she came out ready. That was a hell of a high five. So no, don't start reaching. All right, so is everybody ready? Because we're gonna talk about 10 guy. If and, Elon's ready and she looks ready, and then go. go. Did you know that it only takes like seven seconds for someone to make a first impression? Seven seconds. Now, I don't even want to know what you're thinking about me right now. After just like 30 and with this crazy outfit, but let's face it, we are all biased. Tenga is um, a diversity and inclusion software that is unbiased by design, with a human touch. Tenga is a social interview robot that will assist recruiters and hiring managers in the early stages of the recruitment process, screening for soft skills and potential. That will allow hiring managers to get more objective interview data so they can make better hiring decisions. With Tengai, we eliminate gut feeling from the interview. Since the robot doesn't care about age, looks, gender, or ethnicity, she can also interview more job seekers efficiently. The end result will deliver more diverse and efficient teams with skills set to meet the challenges of today's and tomorrow's workforce. And, but most importantly, it will free up time for recruiters and hiring managers to really engage with candidates at the end of the recruitment process where the human relation Thank is you. needed the most. Ten points for the outfit. Um, thank you. So, presumably, uh, that's the software is written by software developers. We know that tech is a very male-dominant uh, industry. So, how can you assure that something that's built by a pretty bias-heavy industry is going to be bias-free? Well, it's a good question. Um, we know that it's important to understand what kind of data that actually triggers bias. So it's important to use a very diverse workforce when they're programming the robot. So we use that. And also it's important for us to understand the kind of data that triggers. And also when we put that into an automated product, we don't use any prior data, for example. And we also check the code constantly to understand how it's measured and how the outcome is of the code. So I think most of us uh, interacted with the robot uh, this morning. And I, I have some questions about the scale of this. So it's, it's, a, it's an actual piece of hardware. So how do you get over the, I guess, the question of why would I have a piece of hardware that I have to sort of scale through my organization versus maybe a video or something other that's digital that's easier, easier to transport or scale with an organization? I think that you need to look at the efficiency of it. Because naturally, it's a hardware, but also we need to look at what it actually does. So, well, you have all these kind of software that is naturally just downloaded with a credit card and all the kind of stuff, but this is the real stuff. We know that uh, that is why we also use a human robot or like a, a physical kind of robot, because we know that it's important to interact with someone, you need to get facial expressions in order to feel safe, to feel secure. But the scale up is, well, we have a production and it's easy to scale up. Uh, the thing that we are using on, uh, on the uh, Farhat platform is a software, so that is easy to scale up as well. So the scale up isn't really a problem. 
So what specific measures are you currently taking to ensure that bias is out of the robot? Because, I mean, we saw Amazon, which is an algorithm, right? And there was bias. Obviously, they had to scrap that code. It was an algorithm, which, even though it is hardware, there is the algorithm or the software inside the robot. So how do you ensure that that algorithm does not become biased, much like the Amazon yeah. algorithm did? Again, it's important to understand what kind of data that actually triggers bias. So we don't use any prior data into the product as of age or gender or that kind of data. So naturally, it won't trigger from that. And also, we don't use any like uh, pictures and that kind of stuff. And also, it's important for us to understand how we can uh, look at the actual answer instead of the data. So we use different kind of experts in in terms of you know uh, looking at the validity of the product. Uh, so we uh, listen and we listen to answers. We look at the data and we uh, sort of. Uh, watch the code, and we do uh, transcriptions of the code as well. As with any kind of technology, especially something that's new, up and coming, to a company or to an organization, what is the cost of integrating something um, like Tengai, and what type of value uh, do you are you promoting in order to offset that cost? So, do you have any statistics regarding um, that? Yes, this is costly. This, if it's if it is, it's costly. There's a lot of support, tech support. Um, but we've shown that by using this, your um, um, process has improved by X percent. So do you have those statistics and are you using that in order to be able to convince organizations to adapt this type of AI? Yeah, first of all, we're still early stage, so we haven't been sold uh, the product yet. We're <laughs> so that's one key point, but we're launching the first product in a week and that is an in-house product where we're going to uh, make sort of a, um, a proof of concept to understand how we're going to use it in the future. But the business model is a licensed kind of model. Uh, and also we uh, understand, of course, that it's important to, to uh, uh, have a beneficial like pricing model, of course. And yeah, the integration isn't costly. Uh, but you know, you, uh, you license the product per month uh, and you do like, depending on what kind of volume you need, depending on what kind of uh, service level agreement you want. So it depends on that. If I was a recruiter, I'd be terrified right now because obviously all these tools want to make your job easier, but they want to keep you in control of the human element uh, of really judging someone when they come in, how they perform in an interview, uh, especially in roles like sales, for example, where you need to have a certain appearance, certain soft skills, uh, great body language, what have you. Uh, how, who is your market that you're selling to and how do you get around that fear of automation in the recruiting industry? Yeah, for, first of all, this is the tool for recruiters to make them their jobs better. It's a tool for hiring managers to make them do better hiring decisions. But I think that uh, the product is mostly suited for uh, processes where you have a high volume of candidates because it screens for personality traits and for soft skills. So you need sort of a high volume to understand the unbiased part of it. And in terms of interaction with robot, it's important to understand that it only asks questions that are combined to personality traits and soft skills. So in terms of being a salesperson, which is basically the one, the people that are most afraid of this product, uh, because they are not, they're not allowed to sell themselves 
as human beings or as their, with their skill sets because the robot asks questions such as um, they are situational based, um, connected to like problem solving or service orientation, that kind of skills that we know are predicting future potential. So uh, people of, of uh, uh, like sales personnel, they think that the robot is, you know, sort of, you know, it's not possible to sell myself because the robot treats everyone equal. It treats everyone fair. It gives everyone a fair shot at the job. And you can prove your skill set by doing that. Much of the recruiting process happens outside of a person in a room interviewing a hiring manager or recruiter. There are phone calls, there are chat bots, there are, there's communication before that. Is there, are there any plans for Tingai to be part of the entire recruiting process? Will it make phone calls? Will it be a chat bot in the future? So when someone comes in for an actual face-to-face, -face, that they're not surprised that there's a robot on the other end of the table. Good pitching. Yeah, I think that might be a good like product development. Uh, we should keep you in the product development team. Um, I think that you know it's important to understand also that the robot is, you know, developed from 15 years of doing unbiased recruitment. So we do the, like the job ads, for example. It's important for us to question the job description. So even though, uh, even though the robot is only doing the interviews at the moment, I think that is a very good uh, new features for new feature for the future. You know, uh, engaging with candidates at the early stages of the process, saying like, "Hey, I'm Tengai. You should apply for this job." I'm very kind, <laughs> very warm, and these are the benefits of applying for this. And these are also the, you know, this is the company giving all the, the perks of, of, of applying for the job. So I think that's a good feature for the future. So Tengai currently is only fluent in the Swedish market, which, yes. is, which is where you're at and it makes sense, but you know the money is in the English-speaking markets, right? Whether it's UK or obviously the US, big pot of money. What are you doing to be able to get Tengai ready, English ready, and what do you think the time frame is to actually get a launch so that all those individuals, probably faster adoption um, in the US, can, can actually start buying? Yeah, so the product planning and the product roadmap is we have a Swedish product at in, a one, in one week for an uh, in-house product. And the standalone product for the Swedish market, validated and which could also give recommendations for top candidates, is at the end of the year. And the first English product is uh, due to be launched in 20, early 2020, so first quarter of 2020. So then, if you want to sign up, you do it now. So, um, I, I don't know about you, but <laughs> if I get interviewed by a robot, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I personally, I'm a people person. I need to be able to see the reaction of the person in front of me based on, on my answers to get a good idea of how I performed. What are you doing as far as a, um, an awareness or a campaign to make sure that when you're ready to launch this and if you really want it to be um, scalable across globally, to kind of sense, um, bring awareness or, or, or give people the opportunity to, to see the benefit in being interviewed by a robot. Yeah, I think the most important thing to understand is that people are being treated fairly while interviewing by a robot. And that is one of the key components of this product. But naturally, it's a new technology, it's robot. We think that they will, you know, they will sort of take over the world. But um, 
in terms of marketing on that sort of view, we, we know that while getting people in the room, they feel that they could actually give more honest answers to the robot than they felt that they could give to a human recruiter. We know that by a fact. And also, um, um, we do uh, a lot of, of things around it. And that is why we also have a physical robot in terms of not using like video interviews or chatbots, etc. It's important to have the interaction where you can feel safe where you can feel comfortable in your interview. And the robot does all of that. It does confirmation, so you can feel safe while interviewing for the robot. And also, um, we also know that the outcome is you know, of higher quality because we don't do chit-chats. We don't ask about golf. We, don't, we only ask about personality traits, which basically will be the most important thing for anyone getting a new job, right? So you know that you will be treated fairly. Well, it's great to hear that no one's going to ask me if I were a vegetable, what vegetable I would be. But from a practicality standpoint, uh, how long does it take once you launch uh, to get this robot built? So if someone orders 100 robots tomorrow, realistically, what is the time frame to deliver on that? And how many robots will an organization need and how do you determine that? Yeah, good, good question. That is a question of product, uh, of, uh, product launch as well, of course. Uh, we have products ready for the market as soon as we launch, uh, but it is also a, a time frame of production. So we know that we can uh, like, um, uh, patch, uh, patch robot in immediately because the software is ready to go. And we have a time frame of, of uh, one week to three months, depending on the volume. We talked about what kind of companies you're looking for to use this. Is this really appropriate for every position? So I, I think about sales, where your presentation, you know, just how you are human to human is really important. Um, do you really think Tengai is for everyone? Or are there some positions where you wouldn't recommend uh, that for a company? No, I would recommend it for any, any kind of job, actually, because as of salespeople, we know that, you know, the best one are naturally the one that's you know selling themselves in the best way. We know that you need like productivity. We know that you need efficiency, for example, those, those kind of skills, which is sort of hard to prove on for a sales personnel, for example. But also, if we're going to prove like it's unbiased, we want to prove um, future potential in different ways. It's most suitable for volume kind of recruitment. So where you have uh, many applicants uh, where you have, and, and also if you want to predict uh, future potential, you can uh, go for, uh, for if we are a staff, staffing in a recruitment company and we have lots of people applying but not applying for a specific job. So for us it's really important to understand what are their potential? What could they do? What are their abilities? So, Give it up for Elon everybody! Great job. Now go have a shot. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. 
business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.